Welcome to the Skill Trades Podcast. I'm your co-host, David, and as always with me, my co-host, Cal, and today we have a returning guest, Nate. How's it going, man? Oh, you know, plugging away. I kind of got sidetracked today, but that happens, so. Yeah, you know, sometimes you you, you plan something for a day and it just turns out, you know, you, you, you do something completely opposite. Yeah, I... Uh, I'd don't do it all that often. I'm usually trying to be fairly good, but uh, uh, I've been kind of trying to let my ADHD just go. And today was one of those days where I decided randomly, halfway through filling out forms, that I was going to recode my entire website. So my website is now yeah. updated. Yeah, that's something I don't think I could do. I don't think I could could code. I'm not. I'm not very computer smart. I guess. I guess that maybe oh, may I, I didn't. <laughs> I hate it. Where'd you learn how to do it? a burning passion? Um, I took a web design class in college when I studied mechanical engineering, and then I had there's a, a program called MATLAB that mechanical engineers use for structural analysis and like, or well, actually no, that's a. I think we were supposed to use it for to do math problems. I'm not. I don't remember. I didn't. That shit went so far over my head. I. Yeah, I have no idea. So. Because I, I remember, like, in school, they had all these, like, computer courses and stuff. I always thought about taking them, but it's just, I, I just think I, I get too bored sitting in front of a computer for all day. Um, That's kind of, maybe that is part of the reason why I, I, I joined the trades, just so I don't have to sit in an office all day. I think I'd get boring. Well, I don't, I, I didn't mind it when I was, like, clicking through tabs and like working through some stuff, but uh, I spent an hour troubleshooting it and uh, pretty much that was me going through and making sure that all the, everything was tabbed and in line where it was supposed to be. I started to fucking like free. Oh, I started to twitch and shit. It was too much. And then it turned out <laughs> that the issue was, then it turned out the issue was that my computer and my phone were just preloading the website. And so I, I actually did everything right the first time, but my computer and phone were preloading my homepage, and so I thought I didn't edit the homepage, but I, then I checked it on another computer after I talked to my web design guy, uh, who I pay to do my website, so I don't really know why I took it upon myself to recode the thing today, but um, anyway, uh, he was like, yeah, just clear your caches, or cache, or I don't know how to say it, C-A-C-H-E, um, and he's like, you'll be fine. So I just did it on another computer and it was fine. So I spent an hour pretty much wasting my time. But, you know, it was a nice relaxing day, I guess. Yeah, hey, well, you, sometimes you need those, man. I know, especially with, you know, things are, are you know, crazy around the shop. And I, I always find, like, the best thing is, is if you, you know, just have a whole bunch of calls and then right at the end of the day, you have something, like, super easy or, you know, like a diagnosis that takes you, like, half an hour or less to figure out and fix and stuff it's like man that is nice well and and one thing like that um because like every once in a while like you have a passive-aggressive client or something and that really mm -hmm. really bugs me and the the best way that i handle that is um i and i've really fallen off the wagon as far as this tip lately last couple of months but my best days are when i wake up between 4 4 30 in the morning i get to work at or before six and i have usually two to two and a half hours of just nobody calls me nobody texts me with a problem 
I just, I can work and I don't have to, I can leave my phone somewhere and I don't have to feel like I'm forgetting people or I'm not taking care of people. And those mm-hmm. are by far my best day. Ba- yeah, best days if I can just start and I have a couple hours where I'm just super productive and nobody's bugging me. No, I, I, I feel you, man. Um, for me, one of those things is like, that's why I always get to the shop early in the morning, just because this is for the same reason. I, I'm not like rushed right out of the gate. I have, you know, time to do a little bit of paperwork, catch up on, you know, some other things, parts, get stuff like that. I don't know. To me, I, I, I would, I feel super stressed if I show up at, at the shop and I have to like leave right away and grab everything and quickly go. That's that's one thing I don't like. I mean, it's just like anxiety level one hundred after that. Are we just well, gonna like ignore when I the... go ahead, Cal? Are we just gonna ignore the fact that a hand came through the door and gave us both Klondikes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ignore that. I would love a Klondike. <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike? Like, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> go to Canada. <laughs> Literally right, drive to should. Canada now. <laughs> hey, you guys have been able to do that for forever, man. Lucky you. Wait, we, we can go up there. I thought we couldn't cross yeah. the border. Of course, you, you guys can. have been able to come here since like August. If you're vaccinated, you can just march across the border. Oh, oh yeah, I can't then. <laughs> yeah, for the same reason why I can't get on a plane. <laughs> I know we we've had a a few of our clients already. Um, they've they've asked us, you know, just to you know certain certain industries, I guess, really enforcing that. So we've had a few of our clients tell us, you know, that they only want people that are fully vaccinated. There, they haven't checked us at all, but um, yeah, that was just one of the things that they that they started saying, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a crazy time we live in, man. Well, it's kind of like when we, when all this was first starting, my dad and I were really worried about um, liability at the mill because we we have people come pick up lumber and like I I travel to deliver timbers or put timber frames up. And so we were deathly afraid of liability. And Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the asking people to be vaccinated if you have a business or you're worried about that kind of stuff, from a liability standpoint, it certainly makes sense to at least attempt to cover your ass. You might, I mean, I mean, things happen, but at least you tried, I guess. So. Right. And I guess, and, and I believe that too, especially if you're, you know, in contact with a lot of people, plus, you know, if you do get it and you bring it to the mill and stuff, I mean, that can halt your operation there quite quickly. Oh, dude, it would have been, it, oh, I can't imagine how god awful would be if we got it traced back to us and oh man that would be we did we deal with a lot of stuff but i'm not sure man that would be a lot to handle just just from a legal standpoint so i just uh, i don't want to think about that that's that's a lot <laughs> that's that's one of those things in business where it's like wow like i don't even i don't know how i would handle that because most things with business and that's why i really enjoy business is i get a I enjoy negotiating and enjoy dealing with clients, but when you get into litigation and stuff, it's just, oh, what a nightmare. I've, I've never had one, thankfully, and knock on wood, but it just, I can't even anticipate how that would go. Yeah, speaking of, like, negotiating with 
with with you know clients and customers and stuff. I I actually don't kind of mind that. It's I like to, to sometimes go in those situations where it's like if if the if the customer is like very like um like stressed out or like super like mad about something, it's like you just go there, it's just like every, just calm everybody down there, you know, everything's gonna be all right, you know, put on my superhero cape and and you know get the job done. <laughs> Well, ultimately, it is it is kind of the job of the tradesperson because the tradesperson knows. I mean, every once in a while, you've got the homeowner that they think they know more than you. But for the most part, it's your job to know more than them. And so you can just use that knowledge to comfort them and kind of be like, this is the procedure. This is how we're going to do it. This is what's going to happen. This is what you can expect. And uh, we've got it. And so that's nope. usually, that's usually good. So. The worst thing you can hear from a customer when you rock up, <clears throat> I watched a YouTube video. There's, I've actually, there's a family friend, and I just posted the pictures of his garage on um, Hammer. He watches YouTube videos. But that guy is very, very skilled, and he's very talented. Um, I would say that he's definitely an exception to the rule. He's not... He's not the rule, but there, I have had one experience where people have done large amounts of video and uh, internet research, and they, they did a really, really good job. So, it can happen, but, you know, um, doesn't or, necessarily always you, happen. It's always that phrase, or, so I looked on Amazon here, or eBay, insert places that sell the, your product, and like, why are you so expensive? I mean, I can go buy it here for X amount of dollars and you're charging me this much. Well, okay, then yeah, just go and buy it then and fix it yourself. <laughs> yep. Or, oh, I, I'm related to someone or I have a friend who's uh, an electrician or plumber mm -hmm. or whatever. And it turns out they're first level apprentice and don't know, they don't have a hot clue of what they're talking about. <laughs> well, and like the other thing is, is, um, this is somewhat along the lines of, oh, I saw it on Amazon, but um, I'll bid projects or I'll have somebody, they'll, like, I, when I work with homeowners, this is often what happens. At least, it often happens with, with homeowners, not necessarily with every homeowner. But um, I had a guy, for example, he came to me uh, almost, I guess, maybe a year ago, two years ago. I don't know. It was one of the first timber frames I ever did. And uh, he had a sketch drawing. He did a good job and whatever. Um, so I drew it up, and I was like, this is the price. And he's like, well, I want it to be cheaper than that. And I was like, all right, well, what do you want me to take out? Because that's my price. The only way this is going to be cheaper is if we decrease your amount of wanting. Because I, mm -hmm. this is my price. Like, I'll do it cheaper, yeah. but it's not going to be as nice as what you drew. And he was, he, he was understanding, and he worked with me on it. But um, that's, that's my thing with it is, is there's, I don't know, there's a, I imagine it probably came off TikTok, but um, I don't use TikTok anymore, and I've seen on Instagram, but there's the lady, and she sings about having a small business, and I think one of the lines is, we don't owe you affordability, um, and it's like, <laughs> as a small business owner, we don't. I mean, I, I have bills to pay. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to build my own house, trying to cash fill that with a business, which probably going to end up with a construction loan just because it'll be faster and I want to get done, and... The other, the other thing is construction loans and loans in general um, have a fear 
factor in um, one of my dad's clients. He said, there are two really good motivators in the world, passion and fear, and fear works best. So that is, that's actually pretty smart. I agree with that. Well, and, and to put in perspective, that guy, he currently has 200 and some acres on a river in Montana for sale for almost $11 million. And he's all, all he's ever done. He was a vet for a few years and, um, every year and a half, two years, he builds himself a house and sells it. That's all he's ever done. And he's a financial planner for fun, basically. And his wife doesn't work. And he's he's wow. built himself up from subdivisions and homeowner associations, and now he owns a ranch. It's a small ranch, but it's irrigated. It's pretty nice, and he's getting ready to sell it, and he's going to buy thousands and thousands of acres. So, yeah, that guy, you don't have to worry about him. He's He's got his plan, and he's got her figured out. So if you want to – if anybody wants to own a ranch, there's the secret. I just gave you the answer to the test. Now you just got to take the test. No, I think that would, that's kind of one of the things that like when I think Montana, that's the first thing I think. I think ranch houses and, you know, big open plains and mountains when I think of Montana. What's really funny is my dad and I were talking about how many guys that we do business with um, or we know of that are what we call closet ranchers. So they have a business or do work of some kind, whether it be construction or road grading or whatever or excavation but they also ranch and i don't know how many total clients the two of us have in montana um i have clients in other states that i guess we didn't apply this rule to but um i think it was 36 or 37 of them own cows have own cows or own cows and are trying to get back into it so yeah montana is pretty pretty big on ranching it's it's an addiction, and I certainly, certainly have the addiction. So, well, when are you gonna I, I always... start your? Go ahead. When are you gonna start your 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 ranch? Um, I'm hoping to secure a loan here in the next couple of days, and I'm gonna buy my first building lot. Um, I'm building my first house, and then I'm gonna start flipping houses like that guy I was talking about. And I don't know how long mm-hmm. it's gonna take me, but. Uh, I'll get a place because, like I said, I just I don't know how to do anything else. I've my uh, my family's ranched and ran sawmills and built houses for four generations, and I I physically don't know how to do. It. So that's, it's happening. That's awesome, I just, though. Just don't know when. So it's it it's it's definitely in your blood. That's for sure. Oh, oh, for sure. And I don't know. Like I said, I I was talking to somebody today and. Uh, I just I explained that the reason I do what I do is because from if I wasn't in sports or in school, I was working with my dad every day from like the time I could walk. And so I, I physically don't know how to do anything other than what I'm currently doing. I've tried other stuff and I'm just I'm I think I've got what I'm supposed to do figured out. So now the next step is to just do it successfully. Yeah, now you can master it. Exactly. So. Yeah, I'm more of a. How does it go? Jack, jack of all trades, master of none. But it's. Jack of all trades, master of none, but electrician. 
Sure. We'll go no, no, that. no. That's not, that's not how the saying goes. The saying is, a jack of all trades, master of none, is better than a master of one. That's the full oh, saying. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, and, and that's why I don't just do, you know, HVAC. I can do plumbing, you know. I could, prob I could probably maybe wire circles around you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out of this one because like I don't know one thing that's hilarious is like being on the ranch or being around the sawmill is um, the nearest person who is certified to work on our sawmill is in Germany so well, I have to be able to wrench and it's an electrical sawmill so I have to be able to wire and do all that stuff um and we have electrical motors running, all kinds of stuff, molders, planers, everything. So, I mean, I've done, I've done everything from wiring to troubleshooting with voltmeters to building timber frames. And so, and trust me, that I'm way, way better at timber framing than I am being an electrician. But when the time arises, I can sort of do it. I don't like to, though. But... That's, I yeah. guess, to me, that's what a jack of all trades is. Is you, you can do it if you have to, but you have your specialty. And like, for, even from a wood standpoint, um, like my dad, he can build doors, he can build houses, stick frame, he can run the sawmill. He can, he could be a planer man at a big sawmill and run molders, whatever, shapers, planers, joiners. Um, so. If you look at it from a carpentry standpoint, he's kind of a jack of all trades, but realistically, he's a carpenter or a sawyer or even both. Um, one thing, though, that we always we always talked about was if you're going to run a sawmill, you have to be a carpenter because you know what wood works and what wood doesn't, and kind of. And so then, once you know what a good quality board is after being a carpenter, then you can start sawing logs and then you can see how sawing them and what you do when sawing them makes a good board or makes a bad board. And then you learn that. And to be a logger, you've got to be able to run a sawmill. So realistically, to be a good logger, personally, I think you should be able to carpenter because then you can run a sawmill. And if you can run a sawmill, then you know how to log. So, because all that stuff, shit runs downhill. If the logger makes a mistake, it's... <laughs> I mean, it can affect it can affect people as far as the carpentry stage. Um, if your Sawyer's good, he'll bail you out. But that's that's kind of a pat on the back for the old man. But um, here's my knowledge: wood is wood. <laughs> but see, it's, that's and that's one thing that I just absolutely love about wood is. Every single piece is different, and every time you make a cut, even if you only cut halfway through a piece or um, don't cut a piece or, like, notch it or whatever, you change it. You change characteristics. And so that's, that's what's so, so cool about wood is literally every time I take a saw to it or a chisel or a plane or a molder, I'm changing the characteristics and I'm changing that piece. And we are... One of the great, great things about being vertically integrated as a timber framer and as um, a sawyer and building supply guy, we, if you make it be make the piece of wood better every single time you cut it, at the end, hopefully, you'll have a good product. Because, I mean, we take log length or tree length logs, so we'll take some pieces as long as 30, 
five, 37 feet long, and then we'll cut it into a log, try and cut in the best log we can. And then we try and cut it into the best timber or the best board we can. And then write down the list. And finally, by the time it goes out the door, we've fucked with it to a point where I, in an ideal world, it is absolutely the best it can be. So that's yeah. one really cool thing. About the only thing I know about wood is that poplar burns really fast and it sucks. Oak burns really slow and is hot. Aspen sucks as wood. It's good for fence posts and firewood. Um, spruce sparks a lot and it burns fast. And wood makes fire and I like fire. You know, <laughs> I love the smell of wood. Oh, oh. like like when, when you walk into a freshly like framed building or something. That's next level. That is next level right there. That just that smell. And then you you know you wait a few few days or whatever, and then it's kind of gone. It's like that new car smell. Yes. They should have okay. a wood smell okay. car freshener. If you guys want to be jealous, that is literally how my clothes smell. And I, I associate the smell of chainsaw fuel and um, sawdust with my childhood. Every time I smell it, it's like a flashback to when my dad would come home when I was like three years old. So, well, you know what they say, two be jealous. There you go. <laughs> they say two stroke is a man's cologne. And I fully agree with that. That's why I have two chainsaws sitting in the barn that, you know, I like to haul out and fire up once in a while and give her the berries. <laughs> well, and that's one thing is, is like, and I freaking, um, everybody, it's hilarious. Um, like my ex-girlfriend, her dad, I had one of my saws when I went to see them, her family a while ago and it's um a husky 394 with a 36 inch bar so the saw is damn it's basically to my shoulder and i mean i'm not a huge guy i'm about six foot tall and um her dad's a pretty big guy and he's like that's an awful big saw for such a little guy and it's just and i just love love those chainsaws and i love running big saws because a good big chainsaw you just set it on the log and if it's nice and sharp and everything's running right it just the weight of the saw just carries it through the cut, and you just sit there. It's freaking chainsaws are pretty cool. So, man, another now, awesome thing that I get to deal with. <laughs> man, now now I feel very inadequate with my chainsaw. Yeah, yours is just a little one. Well, I have one with a sixteen-inch bar. That's my limber saw, <laughs> and then I have <laughs> I, I have my steel. Uh, what is it? MS two ninety one with a twenty-inch. And I, I thought, hey, this is this is decent. I like this, but now now I just feel small. <laughs> That's that, I don't like that. Yeah, well, no. I don't know why. My my dad, he runs a little saw. It's a uh, five seventy six with a twenty eight inch bar. So he's he's just an old. He's got an old guy saw. But well, well you know what I did? Um, was I think yeah, it was last summer we um. We had a bunch of trees in our yard, um, like they're, they're just poplar. So, you know, you maybe six, seven inches wide, like, like nothing, no, no big trees, I guess. And, um, so we cut them down and we were going to build a fence there. So my dad, he, like, we don't have, a, we don't have a chainsaw just cause we don't ever need it or have a use for one. So we, we, we got a chainsaw and so, so he cut them all down and then, well, they didn't all fit on the trailer <clears throat> cause branches and such. 
So what do I do? Well, I go and get my Milwaukee Sawzall with a wood blade on there, and I go and cut all the branches off. <clears throat> and I was actually quite impressed with that uh, Milwaukee Sawzall. Is it as fast as a chainsaw? Absolutely not. Was it fun though? Very much so. Did it give you the satisfaction of that nice two-stroke noise? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> did, did did the battery get like firecracker hot? Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, I have used a sawzall in the past <laughs> to trim trees, but there's something about using a chainsaw. And that's the thing. Like we don't need 36-inch bars on chainsaws around here. Our trees are not that big. We're in the middle of the prairies. You have to flex. Like, imagine you're cutting trees down in your front yard, like, just a, just a tiny little tree, and you've got a 36-inch bar on there, and just... Yeah, two-inch poplar, just... Bah! Oh, oh, okay, it's done. Well, if I'm being completely honest, I mean, aside from the fact that I actually do cut oversized logs, oversized timbers, I the 36-inch bar is partially showing off. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, it's... I mean, who... Like, seriously, how could you not be showing off if you doing that like i like i said i do there are logs i cut fairly regularly um since we got the new sawmill we've been able to cut a lot bigger wood and so we've been bringing in um some oversized logs that the bigger sawmills can't handle but uh yeah realistically there's definitely an element of showing off because everybody's like oh oh nate you have a chainsaw i'm like oh yeah you have no idea see but then people always Mm want to go and use it oh no not none of the people that I've told about it. They're they're afraid. They're like, man, that's too big. I'm like, it's perfect. Just trust me. Once I finally make it down to the U.S., I will show up at your front door, Nate. I want to use your <laughs> chainsaw. Find me a a tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for it. Start cutting. Start cutting trees down in his front yard. What? Hey, Nate, was this one supposed there... to go down? Uh, no, that's a family tree. Uh, oops. There, there's a whole, whole family buckle around that stuff, and I don't even, we don't cut trees on the ranch anymore. I don't have any idea who owns it. You, no I, idea. I have actually seen, I have, I have actually seen that uh, pretty, being pretty popu- popular. I was about to say popular and make a tree joke, but uh, I won't. Um, <laughs> you made enough tree jokes last episode. Yeah, <laughs> but there was actually a, a tree here in town that was um, was moved off a of property. Apparently, this like because the the homeowner they wanted to move the tree just because it was like getting old and stuff. And but apparently, the city had to call. I think they, I believe they call them agronomists, like people that like like. It's like study of like plants and stuff. So that, or an arborist. Is that what they call Yeah, arborist cut trees down. Yes, arborist. Yeah, that's what it was. So he had to come out there and he had to assess the value of the tree. um, Because apparently it was like some old tree or something like that. And he valued this tree at $9,000 to cut that tree down. Why? And so, and then we're right back to our Facebook master's degree from last episode, where you see those ads where people have one one nine foot oak tree in their yard that they cut up, and their husband decided that he was going to stop cutting it for fire when they think it's worth ten grand. It's like no, just no. Like there's an established method for buying logs. You you scale the log with a scale tape or a tape measure and a table. 
It tells you how many board feet are in the log. You pay an established price for that board footage. And this, oh, it's sentimental. <laughs> That's a bunch of crap. It's just, no. There's a, thank you. Wood is sold and bought based on volumes, not sentimental, not being sentimental. I don't know what the they, proper. They could have tossed me a brown. <laughs> they could have tossed me a brown bill and I would have come with my chainsaws and cut that sucker no, down. But, but they couldn't. They couldn't. They had to pay a company to come and cut that tree down because apparently it was supposed to be like okay, replanted somewhere or something. Oh, when you say brown bill, that has something to do with your guys' funny money, right? That, yeah, that, yeah, that would a, be a honey. A that, that, yeah, that, that's okay. a honey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's not that's not a Benjamin or whatever yeah. you guys got on your honeys. Whatever the whatever the rappers always talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. I don't listen to rap. Yeah. You, you gotta in my mind in my mind it's like the nineteen seventy. So I just no, I don't. I don't even. I don't. I don't know any rappers. I don't listen to rap. I, that's. I can't handle that stuff. I'm waiting. So are you? Are stuff. you like a? Are you like a rock and roll kind of guy then? I or, listen to really old country, where I'm at. I'm when I was in college and high school, I would listen to like current country. But the more I, the older I get, I'm like I need an older country. So, I'm, I'm regressing. <laughs> I'm I'm so culturing. <laughs> ah, so eventually you're gonna land up at uh, Mozart and Beethoven. Yeah. Oh, I oh hell no! Like, that shit drives me what... nuts. I hate that. Shit. I can't do that. See stuff. that? Oh see, no. See, you're 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 gonna go to work early one morning, and then you're just gonna be like, you know, maybe I should just give you know this this a shot, right? And turn on you know some Seventh Symphony Orchestra by Beethoven and. You're just going to be jamming out to that, you know. <laughs> Your workers are going to walk, walk in and think, what is going on here? What happened no, to him? Dude, I, like that, he used to be such a hard ass, and now he thinks yeah. he lived, is living in the 1640s. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the equivalent of, you know, a woman dyeing her hair. You know something changed in her life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that is hilarious. Yeah. Like, like her mood. <laughs> that was kind of a that was kind of a cheap shot. But <laughs> good. Uh, we I probably better move on listeners. before they're at. <laughs> we better move on. I think our female listeners can appreciate on. that one. <laughs> we move on before the one I'm talking about shows up at my house with torches and pitchforks in the village. <laughs> no, but you know, to be honest, like when I was younger, like you know, five or six or younger than that, I had like when I was like a little kid, I had bleach blonde hair, like white, like bleach blonde natural hair, and I always told myself, you know, now it's like a dirty blonde, and now it's like I thought, you know, maybe one day I should just kick it back old school and just dye my hair, you know, bleach blonde. Well, just bleach well, it. You right can't out. dye your hair. You can't dye your hair. Why not? You're a man. You're a man. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh shoot. See, that was, you was also another shot. So. <laughs> you oh, and I now the you male could... listeners have left. <laughs> you you could probably pull off the the slim shady bleached hair. You think I could pull off the slim shady? 
I've told I've told my barber I want her to dye my hair salt and pepper gray. Why? Why would you do that? Because ladies why? like the older men. Yeah, why? I say why too. Because it's everyone like, already yeah, thinks I'm like, 38. Dude, yeah. Well, okay, so go he- go hang out with like a 30-year-old chick. Don't <laughs> don't make yourself 50. Like <laughs> Exactly. I mean, exactly what he like, said. Like, you can, you can, you can be older, but like a few years. Like, you don't have to like take it to an extreme. Well, and I now mean, the already... old listeners have left. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, and I mean, I'm already balding. Like, well, why don't you just shave it all off then? Well, that's what I I told my barber too. I said. Once it's receded far enough and it's thinned out enough, I'm shaving my entire head and growing a massive beard. Because if you don't speaking have hair on the of, top of your head, it, it has to be on your face. Go ahead. Well, speaking of gnarly beards, well, so my freaking, I have dirty, or dirty dishwater blonde hair, but I have the, this dark, dark red beard and it's super curly, but it's, if I pull it out, it's super, super long. It's one of my pride and joy. It's like one of the highlights of my life. Yeah, see, figured that one out. When I was young, I had blonde hair too. It wasn't like bleach blonde, but I had blonde hair. Now it's more dirty blonde. Mm-hmm. Beard, dark brown with red. Like, seriously? What's going on? I don't know what foods you guys have been eating, but, you know, that's that, that shouldn't happen. No. I'm I'm blaming it on I'm blaming it on recessive Viking genes and um, predominant German genes. That's that's all I got. I wish I had some Viking in me. I'm not sure. And if I'm I not talking. And, but... and I'm not talking Vicodin. What? <laughs> oh, speaking. I, this I is this is so unrelated to carpentry or anything that we were supposed to be talking about. But what's really cool about the Vikings is you didn't have to be born Scandinavian to be a Viking. If you were just a badass, they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, you're good." That's really. And I think that's so fun. Yeah, I, that's what somebody told me. I'm not. I mean, if I'm wrong, don't crucify me. If some history buff comes on here, don't crucify me for being wrong. But somebody told me that, and I thought that was the coolest shit ever. And the history buffs have left. <laughs> oh, no, they're all fact-checking. <laughs> oh, yeah. As they're listening to this, they're Googling it. They're sending us angry emails. This is incorrect. Yep. We stand corrected. Fact-checkers, we will take your criticism. But uh, don't expect us to correct ourselves on the next episode. I won't, because I'm just a timber farmer. Yeah. I like a good story, and that's a good story. So we're gonna, I, I'm going to stick with it. So, I think I have Viking genes. Because ever since I was young, my parents told me I was adopted. I was Chinese. Or they got me from China, anyway. And I finally figured it out. My mother was Chinese, my father was Norwegian. No. So, it wasn't one of those things like where you just go pick up shoes at a supermarket, supermarket that are from China. It was a little bit different, or... Yeah, <laughs> apparently this. Well, this yeah, the story's a little foggy, but I have actually convinced people that I'm adopted, and it's hilarious. I used to always think I was adopted. 
My yeah, brother I and I convinced that. our sister she was adopted. Oh, that is mean. Oh, that is mean. <laughs> oh, we were so, we were so mean, dude. We were bad kids. You know, it's not like there's no shame in being adopted. But there isn't. Why but is it's, that... it was really funny to convince her that. <laughs> why? Why is it a running? So I don't understand it. It's a it's a sibling thing. It's just a sibling thing. Like and well, she would she would fire back. She would and her response, and then my brother would team up against me. It would, it would be well, we have red hair, and you don't. So you're actually the one that's adopted. And I shit, they right. <laughs> See, I'm the exact opposite. I I was the youngest of three, and I grew up with two older sisters. So, yeah, I I I, I know how she feels. <laughs> well, and like my brother and I, um. People say we're very similar. We carry ourselves the same way. Look the same. I mean, aside from the fact that he has strawberry blonde hair, we're basically the same person. And uh, so, and he, he and I are. Oh, I don't know. We're a little under two years apart. And uh, she's like seven years younger than me. So there's a little bit of a little bit of a ganging up on her. So she. <laughs> She doesn't really like to be picked on anymore. She's kind of she's she's run out of her sense of humor. Whereas my brother, brother and yeah. I haven't, so it hasn't really stopped. But. See, I I was just a special one, so you were you, yeah you were the only one. Well, only... yeah, they got me right on the first try. Like, well, yeah, I guess so. There was no need to attempt to get me any better. I I came well, out wait, as wait, the wait, wait, perfect wait, child. Wait, wait. You you don't mean that the the uh, factory in China got it right the first time the sneaker factory? Well, believe it or not, they did get it right the first try. It, it's kind of like on Milwaukee Tools where it says professional aid in China. I have I'm pretty sure I have a label on my back. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel any better. It still says China. No, but it's <laughs> like, professionally made. Yeah, I'm pr I'm pr pretty sure I have a label. I haven't no. I haven't found the tag. I haven't found the tag or anything. I'm pretty sure it says that somewhere on my back. That that is professionally made in China is not nearly as comforting as made in Germany. Okay, Fact. but see the, the the thing is this: a lot of like um, manufacturers, it says, "Oh, you know, made in America or made in Can or sorry, assembled in America or assembled yeah. in Canada." Do you know where those parts come from? With global materials, <laughs> Mexico China. or China. Yeah. Well, global materials is a really nice way of saying that they don't want to tell you that they bought it in China and then had some American or Canadian put nine screws in it in the warehouse, not even a factory, and they were just like, oh, assembled in America, assembled in Canada. We nailed it, boys. Marketing. They gave themselves a high five and got some coffee. Probably. <laughs> and they just collected their commission checks. Oh, that's marketing. It's like, well, let's 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 give them the information they need, but give it to them in a way that makes them feel less bad or more good, depending on how you look at it. Well, I just love when like tool companies, especially once when they have their commercials and, and whatnot, or on the back of their tool, like they they compare whatever. Like for example, on my Milwaukee drill, it um, I think on the back it says something has something to do with like like torque or or something like that and then it shows like two other colors 
you know, like versus like competitors and one is yellow. And I'm like, that's, you're literally making sure like everyone knows that that's Dewalt without telling you it's Dewalt. Yeah. I, I like when well, they yeah. do that. It's yeah, like the instinct. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, but the reason they do that, though, is because if they directly said that DeWalt was making crappier tools than themselves at Milwaukee, then they, DeWalt could sue them for defamation. Whereas if they just hint at it, DeWalt can't really do anything except go into their board meeting and be like, did you see what those sons of bitches at Milwaukee did? Those motherfuckers. And then they <laughs> bitch and complain and then do the same thing on their boxes. And then the marketing guys yep. go and get coffee and give themselves high fives and it's all mm -hmm. wonderful. <laughs> Call it a day at lunch. Yep, exactly. You know, it's, exactly. It's, mar it's marketing 101. It's, uh, marketing's a crazy, crazy world. And, yeah. oh. Yeah, I took, I took a marketing class in college and really, really enjoyed it because the professor was really good. He wasn't actually a professor. He just um, was a British guy who ran a bunch of marketing firms all over the world. And so he was really, really cool. Um, I actually really enjoyed the class, and I I don't know a dad damn thing about marketing, which <laughs> is weird because own my own business, do my own marketing. But ultimately, as far as that stuff, I pretty much narrowed it down to at the highest quality I can possibly achieve at a reasonable price, and don't be a dick. That's that's about mm -hmm. that's about what I know about marketing. So. I'm not saying yep, that's like that's... the recipe, and don't don't come at me with your marketing degree and be like, "Well, color on your logo." It's like I just no. <laughs> like I, yeah, yeah. I, I understand at that colors. And... Yeah, I I understand that colors and stuff are important on logos, but at the end of the day, um, I don't care. I don't give a shit what my logo, the color is of it, as long as I have a good product. That's far more important to me than well, my logo has. Magenta blue. No, fuck that. Just do good work. <laughs> but to be honest, though, I, I like I find okay. Maybe this is just from like plumbing and heating companies. But what I almost find is the the simpler the logo, the better it looks, in my opinion. If you've got like a, a van, um, like a work van that's like just very busy, like it's got all kinds of weird design, or like it, the whole van is wrapped and stuff. To me, that looks like very busy. Like the guy busy. who did the design was took a trip on mushrooms or something. Took an yeah. acid bath. <laughs> Literally, it, like well, I'm me. curious. I'm along these lines. I'm curious what you guys think about my logo. Have you seen it? I've seen I think, it. I think I I've seen it. Yeah. You and I have talked about redesigning it. It, it is. It's literally an F and a T um, at a ninety degree three dimensional angle. So there's two vanishing points. It's. It's very yeah, simple. It's, it's simple. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's that's two words. The, those are words I didn't think I'd ever hear again from grade nine art class. Vanishing points. Oh. Wait, that's also hey. a movie. Vanishing. Hey, points. hey, I know stuff about things, man. I know stuff about things. I I put that in my personal Instagram bio. Stuff about things. Very educated. Oh. I took a grade nine art class. I sucked at everything besides drawing buildings. Because it involved a ruler and making straight lines that connected to each other. Oh, like uh, perspective drawing. Yes. Oh, that was fun. Eagle eye views. There's, yes. there's, there's a reason I spend an insane amount of money on software.
software and am budgeting to buy even more software. It's because even with rulers and graph paper or isometric paper, I can't draft to save my life. I am god-awful at it, Ooh, which is graph paper. ridiculous. That's which is nightmares. ridiculous because I literally designed timber frames for a build them. But, but I, like, I'm, I just can't draw at all. I, I took drafting in high school as well. <laughs> I, flex. Oh, yeah, you know, you know me, just always flexing on people. I only <laughs> took it one year, and I was done with that. I hated it. It was so boring. Well, and what I, I love drafting. I just suck at it. I took like, robotics in high school. Wow, look at you. Yeah. We made Lego robots. We didn't have a robotics program, so. Yeah. Ours was making 2D scroller video games and uh, the Lego robot things that you can buy. We made machines out of that. That was robotics. Hey, so, hey at least you like learned you guys something. built Legos. Yeah. <laughs> they played with Legos in my class. I mean, I also did that, take a high school course cool. that was all about... I took a high school course that was all about criminal investigations, fingerprinting, blood typing, analyzing blood spray and blood patterns when someone was murdered or cut. <laughs> so, but nobody ever, the, and nobody's ever murdered in Canada. So, what's the point? Why were um, they? Were you prepping to go to Quantico down here or what? Uh, seeing, seeing how the area we live in, there's a city quite close to us that has the highest. What is it? The highest homicide via knife in the entire country. Yeah. Per capita. That would be Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> I I would say plenty of people get murdered. Well, see, the thing is, I think they were holding down murder capital of I Canada thought Canadians for a few years. Were nice. Oh no, no, we're not nice whatsoever. No. You I, should see so us drive. It's all oh. a lie. I've yeah, been to Calgary multiple times. I hate driving in Calgary. It's nowhere near as bad as bad as Seattle or Portland, though, or Boise. All three of those are significantly worse. Yeah, I I always just find like like I it was a, a few years ago I was in uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which <laughs> is very close to Manitoba, and there was a, we walked into a gas station and the guy asked, "Oh, you guys must be Canadians or whatever." And you're like, "Yeah, how could you tell?" Oh, oh, well, just by the way you talk. I said, okay. He's like, oh, where are you from? I said, I'm from Manitoba. And he's like, where is that? I'm like, dude, it's like eight hours from you. How do you not know where Manitoba is? Like, we sell you power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one critical thing that a lot of people forget about Americans, and actually it's why a lot of Americans make fun of you nationally. A lot of Americans just hide and live in their bubbles. It's not necessarily that they're stupid, or which is what a lot of people assume. Um, they literally just hide in their own bubbles. So, like, he never interacted with anyone from Canada. He's totally okay with that. And so he had no idea. Like, it, it's, it's not even a personal they... thing. It just, he, he likes his little bubble. And that's just, but that's how a lot like, of Americans teach... live. Don't they teach you, like, Canadian, anything about Canada, like, no. in school? No. I mean, they teach Does... us that it exists. Yeah. I'm familiar with the concept of Canada. I understand that <laughs> there's people to the north. 
Do you understand that we are a larger country than you? Yeah, but have a tenth as many people? Yeah. Yeah, but, because... See, that's, that's why it would be impossible for the U.S. to invade Canada. Because we just spread ourselves out. Uh-huh, come and find us. And yeah. we just that's not even top. that's not even remotely accurate. You guys would hop in reindeer costumes, and we'd never see you. <laughs> we just build igloos around you and ride off in our dog sleds. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then if, is... and then if we sent rednecks, they would they would see the ice and get out beer, and then they'd be happy. Exactly. We would just set up ice fishing shacks everywhere, and they'd be like, "Ooh, fishing!" Hey, boys, yeah. y'all bringing the and beer? <laughs> They'd plonk down on their buckets, and that'd be that. And the Americans left podcast. <laughs> you know what? I love the U.S. I yeah. In school, I learned American history and Canadian history. Far more interesting than ours, oh, in my opinion. We have the the most boring history ever, really? except for that we won one war against the U.S. Yeah. And it wasn't even. But that's us. something they didn't like to talk about. Yeah. So we won't bring it up it didn't, before I, all the Americans. I don't remember. I don't remember learning about it. So I, I'm just gonna say, of course not. That I, I actually have. A I wasn't there. Homework. It didn't happen. <laughs> I de- didn't see it on TikTok, so it's fake. <laughs> it's fake news. <laughs> Facts don't care about your feelings, Nate. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I think it's about time to wrap up this dumpster fire of an episode. <laughs> if you guys made it this far in the episode, we thank you for listening. And thank you, Nate, for joining us once again. We're probably going to have you back on in the near future to have another dumpster fire because it's a good time. <laughs> or or, or maybe maybe redirect and do the part two that where we talk about timber framing some more. Because ah, this one, what's the fun this, this one really got off the rails. We, I think next time we need to have a the pre-podcast, we need to be a little more serious. This one, I would say that this one derailed, but I'm not sure we were ever able to find the train. So, Yeah, that, that train had long left the station. I think we, we were late. Yeah. <laughs> I think we may need to script the next one. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me some questions and give me some questions and I'll write a paper or something. Yeah, you can you can write uh um what do they call that in university or college? Uh an essay? No. Oh, not it? Spanish, right? Yes, you can what? write a thesis and you can just read it out. <laughs> I'll write my timber framing manifesto. Oh <laughs> Oh my goodness. What are you gonna call it? Mine timber or what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's going to be, that's by far the best joke tonight. We better end because nobody could top that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Nate. And we will see you guys on the next episode. We hope you find some enjoyment and laugh along with us if you're still here. Yeah. Have a good night, guys.